This is Live Well Talk COVID-19. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at United Point Health St. Luke's Hospital. Today's podcast, I'll give an update on COVID-19, vaccines for children, current booster information, as well as what we're seeing in the hospital. We'll also have another edition of the mailbag where I answer questions from you, our listeners. What we're seeing in the hospital continues to be this indolent plateau of uh, COVID uh, admissions. Uh, I think we had like five yesterday, and it's usually plus or minus five every day, and it's been pretty consistent. Um, One of the things I'm seeing that uh, makes me hesitant uh, or worried is that the number of active cases in the community is trending upwards, only by about 20. But still, if we go back to we have the susceptible bucket, the infected bucket or active cases, and the recovered bucket. And what that means is more people are entering the active or infected bucket than are leaving to the recovered. So that's something we'll keep a close eye on. Uh, But then there's other things that look really positive. Uh, Testing percentage, the number of tests we're running seem to be trending down. So less people are coming to the emergency room with respiratory concerns. Additionally, the reproductive number for the county is 0.81, less than one. And, and that's that's a that's a definitely a positive. So there are some things I'm seeing that are are, are optimistic. Uh, there are others that we need to keep a close eye on. In the hospital itself, the the number of vaccinated versus unvaccinated continues to stick right around 25 percent, and may drift up a little bit and then drift down. But I think the average over time, it's 25 percent of the admissions for COVID are vaccinated patients, with 75 percent being unvaccinated. Now in the critical care units today. We have two units and they're close to being full at the start of the day, not all with COVID, but the the patients, 100% of the patients in the critical care unit did not receive a vaccine. So again, coming back to the vaccines, uh, they're effective in the fact they prevent uh, significant disease and hospitalization. And if you're unvaccinated, that puts you at a higher risk. We will get into some of the nuances of vaccines and natural immunity during the mailbag segment, so we'll hold off from there. Uh, Most important thing you can do uh, is be vaccinated, of course, but also vaccinated for influenza. Uh, We're going to have some degree of seasonality. It's that time of the year. Uh, We'll start to, I I heard that the the S word snow might uh, be said later this week into the weekend, and that'll drive people inside. Uh, and um, that's where we transmit a, a lot of illness, and that's that's why we have the seasonality of the flu. Again, optimistic. Uh, the southern hemisphere had their flu season; it, it wasn't that bad. So that let's hope that continues with us. We have two new pills coming out. Merck has a, an antiviral oral pill, as well as Pfizer. I think this is fabulous news. They both prevent the virus from replicating, so they wouldn't necessarily prevent an infection as much as they would prevent you from getting really sick if you did have it. So it would prevent hospitalizations. The Merck pill is in the pipeline to be approved sometime in prior to the end of the year. I think it's in the month of December. Uh, The Pfizer one, they're starting the process, but I I don't think that'll be available on the market till after the first of the year. I did hear a radio story yesterday on the way home that uh, that the Pfizer uh, the government has signed a contract with Pfizer to to purchase medications, so they they, they are it is our it is moving along. Uh, however, uh, I don't see that happening by till after the first of the year. That's the end of the COVID update today. But stick around; we'll be right back with an episode of the Mailbag. 
Welcome back to the mailbag. Uh, the mailbag is a new segment on the podcast where I will periodically uh, re- uh, answer questions that are submitted uh, for our, from our listeners on trending medical topics. Uh, this week is pretty much all uh, COVID. And the first question comes from Sherry. Uh, and she asked, based on your experience, how common are reinfections after previous COVID case, not breakthrough cases? Are you seeing a high number of reinfection hospitalized cases? Is there any advantage to the vaccine after a positive COVID case? Great question. I, I know personally of three patients that have had COVID two, two times, a, a reinfection. Uh, it is very rare. Uh, we are not admitting a tremendous number of patients, if any, to the hospital with second COVID infections. The number of uh, positive tests uh, back in, I think, in the month of August, it was one person out of like 700 of tests that I went through had had COVID a previous time as a 15-year-old girl. So uh, second infections worldwide, very low, very rare, which supports natural immunity. As I've said before, that two things, we we are not being overrun in the hospital with side effects from the vaccine, and we're not being overrun with people having a second infection. Now, as far as getting the vaccine after having COVID, Early on, there was the concern that you may have a revved up immune system and have ill effects from getting the vaccine too close to the the active COVID infection. Uh, You'd want to receive it after you recovered. That's 10 to 28 days, depending on 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 the patient. And we'll get to that actually in another question. But the recent study from Johns Hopkins noted that patients that waited 90 days after the infection uh, had better immune response uh, than if they had it within 90 days. So it doesn't hurt to get it within 90 days if it's accessible and and, and you can take it, wonderful. Uh, there's nothing to prevent you from doing that. But if you did wait 90 days, there is a new study that just came out this week that that might be a benefit. And more studies will follow. But uh, at this time, getting it close to Once you've recovered, 10 days for someone with a normal immune system, uh, 28 days for someone that has uh, an abnormal immune system or immunocompromised. Great question. Our next question is from Lindsay. I have COVID-19 received both both doses of the vaccine. My physician told me I may have a more severe reaction since I already had the virus, but I have had zero symptoms both times other than a sore arm. Is that normal? Absolutely normal. Um, and, and, And your physician was going based upon what we had thought earlier uh, in the pandemic, and that has not come to fruition that uh, patients that have had COVID receive the vaccine, it's very safe. And uh, we're not seeing this this revved up immune response given to patients that have had it. So it doesn't, doesn't hurt. Um, and uh, it's okay to get the vaccine once you've recovered from the COVID illness. And it's varying medical opinions that if you can wait 90 days, you may have a better response, as we said in the previous question. This is the next question is from Robin. Do you have suggestions for the upcoming holiday gatherings, especially if some family members are not vaccinated? This is a tough question to answer. Um, indoors, we're at higher risk because of poor ventilation. So I, I think if you can have enhanced the ventilation of the gathering, i.e. open windows, I think that's a good idea. Um, I think frequent washing your hands, uh, I've never seen a study that said one way or the other, but I think um, buffet style service, uh, if, you, if you're like a, a, in our home, we have holidays, so you kind of have a buffet, a food line, you go through it, fill your plate. Um, 
that might not be the best idea. Uh, and so you might want to look at uh, uh, how the eating utensils are distributed and how people uh, put that together. I think those are two things you can do, frequent washing your hands, et cetera. It, it, the best scenario would be everyone be vaccinated, uh, but uh, that, that's not always possible or it's not going to happen. But I, I wouldn't necessarily, I don't think you should fear going to a family gathering if you've been vaccinated. But you should make an effort to have uh, good good hand hygiene, et cetera. Our next question is from Tara Lee. If a person has received two doses of the vaccine, Pfizer, and contracts COVID-19 approximately two months after the last dose, can they still receive the booster six months after last dose, or is the waiting period extended after having COVID? The person is immunocompromised, meaning their immune system is compromised, so they may not have had a reaction. This is a patient you'd want to give the booster to uh, because maybe they didn't mount an immune response because they're their immune system that is compromised. Um, and you'd want to wait 28 days after the COVID infection in immunocompromised individuals and then go ahead and vaccinate with the booster. That'd be completely fine. Um, and we talked, I believe, last podcast about the vaccines for uh, the uh, safety of the boosters being mixed, uh, Pfizer, Moderna, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson. And studies show, and you can go on the CDC website, that that that's safe to do. And if that's what it takes to get the vaccine, then go right ahead. Last question is from Nicole. I recently got my booster of Moderna. How long post-vaccine am I fully vaccinated? Does this provide any protection against contracting the virus at all, or just increased protection against serious illness, hospitalization, and death? Great question. Um, the Getting the vaccine, being fully vaccinated, it, it's not like you have some force field around your body like uh, Star Wars, right? Uh, so you, you still are susceptible to getting the virus. Now, the interesting thing, or not the interesting, the unique thing about respiratory viruses is that your immune system is delayed. So you, you, the virus enters through your respiratory system. It's in the oral pharynx. It's in the lungs. And there's a little delay until the immune system recognizes there and produces the antibodies. And this is why it's always been difficult to have vaccine vaccinations for uh, respiratory viruses where uh, streptococcal pneumonia, measles, mumps, rubella, those uh, chickenpox, those pathogens enter the bloodstream and it triggers the immune system right away. So if you have a vaccinated patient, they can still get the illness, but it will be less severe than if they were unvaccinated. And, and, and the numbers play that out. We look, can look at the percentages of patients in the intensive care unit. Now, the how long post-vaccine am I fully vaccinated? By definition, you're fully vaccinated the entire time. However, studies have shown that at about four to six months, the efficacy or the, the uh, strength of vaccination begins to drop. And that percentage uh, with Moderna uh, is persistent a little bit longer. Uh, and that, uh, I think the patient, yeah, she did get Moderna and Pfizer a little bit less. So you are fully vaccinated the whole time. Definition of fully vaccinated is the two shots uh, of the Moderna, two shots of the Pfizer, the one shot of Johnson & Johnson. Great questions. And that's all for the mailbag today. If you'd like to submit a question in the mailbag, go to unipoint.org backslash mailbag. I'll answer questions about COVID-19, the latest technologies and procedures and news that's going on here at the hospital and in the community, as well as services provided by Unipoint Health Cedar Rapids and other medical talk topics as they come along. It won't be nice if we can have a mailbag where we're not talking about COVID-19 someday, but maybe that'll happen. Uh, I hope so.
Any questions about personal symptoms or conditions need to be directed to your primary care provider or urgent care. And as always, in the case of emergency, call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room. Once again, you can submit your questions to the mailbag at unipoint.org backslash mailbag. That's unipoint.org backslash mailbag. Common spelling of mail, M-A-I-L-B-A-G. I look forward to hearing from you, our amazing listeners. Uh, and thank you for listening. And that's uh, that's the conclusion of the update and mailbag today. Uh, can't wait to talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.